Boy, Mercury, shooting through every degree. No girl dancing down those dozy, dusty trails. Taking it hip to hip, rocking through the wilderness. Around the world, the trip begins with a kiss. Roam if you want to. Roam around the world. Roam if you want to. Without wings, without wheels. Winter, spring, summer, fall. Seasons change. We still keep it together. Hey, Beverly Hills 90210 fans. Are you ready to dive deep? Episode by episode. Storyline by storyline. Character by character. As we break down the making of your favorite zip code. With your host, <laughs> Charles Rose. Did I say that? Harry Mullen. this thing about the, the, the real person. And we're going, what? We're getting rid of this guy. Pete Ferrero. I'm feeling wonderful. <laughs> Kathleen looks crush, TV crushworthy. Like so many special guests. And all your questions. Live on the Beverly Hills 90210 Show. Oh, yeah. Well, here we are on uh, the Beverly Hills 90210 Show. I'm going to change that, Melanie. And here is our panel of experts, Chuck and Larry and Melanie Rhodes. This is going to be super exciting. This is Planet 90210. What an awesome opening with Connor. Uh, Charles, playing a song special to you and to the show, Rome. Why don't you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, sure, Connor. That was really great. So, you know, to get ready for this, I, you know, Larry and Pete and Melanie did so much, I felt kind of like the odd person out. I was just benefiting. I wish I had my more people I could delegate to when I was making the shows, actually, I, I, you know, but, but this was just so wonderful. And so I wrote an email and in the last, and I, and I wanted to make it kind of special welcoming them. So the last part of it, I explained about this one song, which you just heard called Rome by the B-52s. And this is what I wrote to them. So they got this information really before any other super fan in any other country. Um, lastly, inappropriate to Planet 90210, I thought you'd like to hear the song The Spelling Company dropped over the credits at the end of the pilot episode they were submitting to Fox Broadcasting for the first time against the photographs of Brandon and Brenda and Kelly and Steve and all the rest of the whole adorable 90210 cast. And, um, and this is what they... Uh, and so after... They, we received the order. It, it worked. It was great using the song Rome by the B-52s. Uh, I came aboard, and that song, which was so perfectly captured the tone that all of us wanted for that first season, um, you know, we, and, and it was the song that those who knew gave a lot of credit for selling the show to Fox because it was so hummable and it fit so perfectly. It almost became our theme song. Wow. And we didn't, but as I said to all of them, 30 years later, we finally get the chance to roam around the world. That's it. Hey. Larry, what you got? You know, just putting this all together, uh, 
you know, I think we realized once we'd been doing our show live, a lot of our international fans can't appreciate the show live. So we wanted to do something for them. And then what we realized was is how important this show was in people's growing up, their development. Sometimes it's their whole window on, on the world. And, and it kind of validated a lot of what we believe was great about the show to us, which was we were telling the stories of ordinary kids living extraordinary lives, extraordinary lives being Beverly Hills and what that all meant and that style and the fashion and the excess of it. And it just, uh, it became something special and it still is obviously because we've got a lot of excitement around the world for planet 90210 today. And I'm not going to take any more time because we got to get to it. All right, let's get to you guys ready. We're going to get in our, our, our luggage together because we're setting now. We're going to Israel. We're going, we're going to Israel. Well, this is really great having everybody here. Uh, why don't, I don't know. Where do we start here? Who do we start with? How do we start with Inbal? Because Inbal is my contact. Right. Inbal. Um, talk to me about Beverly Hills 90210 in Israel. Um. When it starts, uh, I was little, so I didn't see it, but uh, I, I was just uh, six years old. But uh, uh, I started to see it in uh, 1996, when I was uh, 12. And, wow. uh, I, and I love it. Yeah, that's really good. Uh, how about you, Lenoy? <laughs> uh, I was uh, in the perfect age. Exactly when it started, my friend uh, returned from the USA and she told me about this uh, show. And uh, we started to sit together and it became a uh, traditional for us. Every Friday, we watch together with uh, our uh, group. And uh, everybody needs to be quiet and we uh, remember all the words and uh, everything. It was a uh, wow. It was for me uh, the the best uh, time in the week. That's really nice. Uh, did, the, did, the, did the show uh, play in subtitles, or did you have dubbed in uh, voices in Hebrew? No, uh, it was in English, and uh, from there I learned English. So I appreciate to Israel that they they uh, don't translate it to Hebrew; they uh, they state in uh, English. Oh. 
All right, and let's see who else we have. Sharon. Hi. I uh, just go up uh, with the show. I love uh, any minutes. Uh, the the show uh, very loved in Israel. Everybody love it, and uh, there is a uh, we go up uh, with the with the show nice. every year. Go ahead, Larry. Who's your favorite character on the show, Sharon? Uh, uh, Brendan. Brenda. Nice. Yes. Yeah. All right, Miri, what about you? Uh, hello. I uh, look the Sidra the show. The show the eighteen. Uh Lifneg you style. Uh uh, I see uh, the today all uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, exciting. Uh, I love uh, Brendan and Dylan. Uh, nice. Brenda and Dylan. Okay, a lot of a lot of that love, Brenda and Dylan always. Uh, okay, Liron, how about uh, you? Uh, actually, I really um, listened to what Larry said, and uh, it clicked to me because I was a religious girl when I watched uh, 90210 for the first time, and it was uh, about uh, 93 uh, when I started watching it, and uh, it really was a window for me to see the outside world, outside Israel. I was never outside of Israel. And uh, uh, it opened my eyes to so much. And it, uh, it was kind of a step for me to do change in my life. Mm. That's really yeah. Well, that's great. I would, so nobody, I thought maybe one of the things that was attracted is that, is that we had a character Andrea Zuckerman, who was actually Jewish. Had you seen a Jewish character on an American television show before that in a drama? I, I don't think that I, I paid much attention to that. You know, I think uh, uh, it wasn't really a big deal for me, uh, uh, even though my last name is Zuckerman. Uh, so, <laughs> I don't think it was an issue for me uh, that she was Jewish. Actually, when I met the guys uh, in, in Chicago a few years back, they all thought it's pretty uh, amazing that my last name is <laughs> as well. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Wait a second, you, you met the guys? Uh... Yeah, there was like an 80s uh, like, uh, party in Chicago, in the city next to Chicago, and, uh, two years back or uh, four years back. Uh, yes, and I went there. Uh, some of them was uh, weren't there. Like Shannon oh, was sick back then uh, uh, for the first time, and uh, uh, Brian just had a baby, and uh, and went to something that uh, Sharknado, so he couldn't make it. But uh, the rest of the guys were there. Actually, I have photos with all of them, and uh, it was two days long. And That's I also right. met Shannon when she was in Israel seven years ago. Mm. Yeah, well, I, I knew about that in Chicago. That Eckhouse yeah. went to that. Jay, yeah, they they that was there. Too. I think that's where Darren Martin in from Canada met a lot of the uh, the that's actors. That's correct. That's right. That's the yeah. one that you were at. Oh wow! 
Hey, listen, I got a great clip here, guys, from Israel. This is, I don't know what this is. We were just watching it before we came on, and uh, whoever sent it could talk about it, but I'm going to play it for everybody. This, is, this was really cool. For vodka shot. I'm listening. You're listening. So, uh, I love that stuff. Amazing. Who shared that? I sent it. What were those? Were those the Pasco lambs? What, what, what were those animals? <laughs> what was going on? They went to a kibbutz. What was? Yeah, tell us about that. So it was the trip of the stars. Uh, they um, they came to Israel in in uh, 1992, and uh, they, they do shows. Uh, they, they did shows to France and uh, take them to a trip in Israel. That's I don't cool. know where. Well, I know that uh, with the Tel Aviv uh, famous uh, young people as well. I mean, there's, there was it was like rock stars there. It looked like you know, yeah, they were. Well, you Gab know, Gabrielle has told me that it was um, it was of all the countries that there was no question that you guys were the craziest fans. <laughs> yeah, 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 you know, and, uh, and that's why I think it's our your credit. You know? Yeah, I, I like uh, I like I had getting out there with that jacket of Akasha too. That was right. Yeah, I think his father's a, a can cantor, isn't he? A cantor, yes. Yeah, I was going to say father's like a cantor. That. Yeah. Uh, Chuck, I'm curious to ask you uh, this question about sending the cast to different places in something like that. I'm, I'm sure that's not maybe necessarily in your world, but um, you oh, saw it was definitely in my world. Absolutely. Because go from firsthand, you know, you saw I have a firsthand experience of seeing this, these kids get cast and then, you know, go and start doing all that. Uh, what is that process like? Well, you, you, you have been watching uh, the, the, our podcast here know that when I talk about the first two seasons, I talk about a fact that the show had much less money to spend on the, the product than all the other shows pretty much that were on primetime television at that time. So how is Mr. Spelling, now we're a huge hit. So how is Mr. Spelling going to be able to get the cast to be happy with the fact that maybe if they were on a different television show, they'd be making a lot more money. So what he did is he got the distribution companies to send them to the various countries where the show was doing well, and they got paid for that handsomely. And that's what compensated them for maybe not making quite as much as their agents would have liked while doing the TV show. So that's why they would go to it. So I know that in those first few years, the three countries that that just that the, that the cast would come back and say, those fans are crazy, would be Israel, Italy and Spain. God bless all three of you. And of course, the rest of the world. All right. Um, hey, I just want to ask uh, the, all of you guys, do you have a favorite? We asked a couple of people that. Do you have a favorite character and couple? Let's just kind of go around. Lenore. I a favorite episode, too. Oh, I'd sure. like to know that. Mm. I'm going to keep score on that. 
Luke Perry. Awesome. Luke Perry is my man. How about favorite episode? Uh, the funeral of his father. Uh, my, um, I love the Donald Mountain Graduate episode. Yes. 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 I love that too. <laughs> How about you and Bob? Uh, uh, my favorite uh, is uh, Brandon and uh, Brandon and Kelly. And mm. episode uh, Donna Martin Graduate. Donna Martin Graduate. Wow. Lyra, <laughs> <laughs> did you answer that question? <laughs> What's that episode? I, what that? My favorite character was uh, Brenda, absolutely. Uh, also Brandon, but uh, first and foremost Brenda. And the favorite episode by far is the episode that uh, Dylan and Kelly tells her about the summer. Oh, mm. summer. Right. <laughs> uh, what about you, uh, Miri? Uh, I love the. the... Donna and Mart Donna and David. long, 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 long way. Be a new couple. That's right. That's great. That is great. All right, listen, we're gonna, we have, Melanie, we have to go to the next group, right? We do, we're going to Italy. All right. Okay, Italy, my people. Hello, Hi. I love them all. How Hi, are you? Ciao. <laughs> That's great. I feel home now. And, and we have where's Lord Hello. Hello. We're missing the Lord Don Thomas too. Um, oh, hello, Romina. Yes, oh, she is there. Wonderful. Oh, you know, I am, I am disappointed. There are no there are no Italian fans. <laughs> Sorry, I'm a male Italian fan. Oh, sorry, I'm sorry. Hello. Hello. Hearing us in the background, somebody's somebody is listening to us in the back. I can hear it, so you have to turn down the volume of the television. But anyway, yeah, it's yeah. great uh, to have you all here. Uh, going through that question, let's see what I have. If I have any clips here, but Lord Lord Dana, uh, you you kind of put this grouping together, right? You know what's up. Uh, talk to me about what nine hundred two one zero was like in the world of Italy. Uh, so Beverly Hills was aired in Italy in 1991, uh, so a year later, um, USA. We had some rumors about it from the magazine, but we had no idea idea of its power. Uh, it is uh, It was uh, totally a brand new product and uh, can, uh, can cross uh, the time, and this is, is still relevant today because uh, uh, it faced up so much issue and uh, that are current right now. Um, I was 13 when it was it started and uh, I was 23 when it, when it ended, so it took my in Latin, we say that the Invictus uh, Summer, the Ambisible Summer of my life. 
um, so the, the the full arc of my teenage years. Um, I look for I look for some data for you. Uh, in 1993, every episode of Beverly Hills had five million viewers. You have to consider that in Italy we were. 56 million at a time. It's like in the USA, you have 16, uh, 16 million people every episode. It, it was a huge success. It was very successful for us. And we had the occasion to see a sparkling world like Beverly Hills, uh, because we, we live in a society completely different from that. And uh, it was weird for, for us to see a 16 years old like Dylan living alone and having alcohol problem. Mm. So for, for us, the norm was the wash because we are very, we had a very strong value of family. So that's what we eat in the wash kitchen. We uh, talk in the, with the, the twins in the bathroom. So for us, it was the normal, the dysfunctional, the dysfunctional families for us was so so weird to 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 see to uh, to to understand. And um, so it was a huge uh, a huge um, uh, success. As above all, the first four seasons, then the middle that I loved personally, and the last two, not so much. And, and can I say one thing? Uh, Larry agrees. <laughs> no, it's important to me to say a thing. It's important because I want to thank you for this occasion, for this chance that you give to us, because it's very important. You care about us. And uh, I love the way you work. So the timing of the of your writing in, in Latin we say the fabula that is the the fair tale the the plot. Okay, um, and uh, I think uh, um, you uh, I love the way uh, you have brought the characters from one point to another. And above all, I really appreciate that you always protected all the characters even yeah. when they were no more there. Uh, because we invest our time and, and our feelings in this uh, character. Yeah. I love the Brenda and Brandon too. So when I left them, I left it. I left it all, right. and I think it was no fair uh, because um, uh, they, they, uh, the worst thing that could happen is uh, how some protagonists were erased, like they have no existence. They were the protagonists, and I think right. it was. It's like it's like reading a book up two chapters from the hand, and then someone told us nothing was true. I believed in nothing that didn't exist. It was not fair to me. So I want to thank you because yeah, you you having protected them always. That's my yeah. point. All right, here's a little clip from uh, seeing the show in Italy. That's great. Lo so. Andrea, sei incinta. Giovedì, a Melrose Place. I love it. I have one question. What, and, and I have two qu comments too, but I'll, I'll hold those for later. What time did it air in, in Italy? What time was now, it on? 
It's uh, nine. It's uh, thirty past nine p.m. When the show was on. When the show no, was when the show originally was on. Sorry, sorry. On Tuesday night. On Tuesday night. Thirty past eight, and there were there some replies on Wednesday at seven p.m. I think. Yes. Well, the one story I think the the Italian Italian fans would like is that I actually once was in Italy and saw the show in Italy. Wow. That wow. was in, I was up, it was right, it was Larry, it was when I left the sh when I said, oh, uh, arrivederci. And I went on a trip with Karen and we spent the time in, in Italy. And and there it was, we were in Como at the time. Yeah. And I'm at that beautiful hotel you have there, uh, the Villa d'Este, and I'm watching it. And I'm really excited because it's coming to the end. And I'm going to see my credit in in Italy, yeah. and I cut it like that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> credit out, so okay. But I remember that. And the other thing I want to say is, is especially uh, Glenda, we were talking about uh, Florence and, and and Tuscany a little bit uh, recently, and um, I remember going with Karen on our first day in Florence and crossing the bridge at the over the Arno at the Ponte Vecchio. And I go into it, Karen needs, we want some gum. We go into a drugstore and there is an entire rack with Brandon Walsh perfume. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I wonder if did you buy it? Did any of you ever buy any Brandon Walsh uh, perfume? No, probably not, but it was there. I have a question. <laughs> when you saw the Italian version of Beverly Hills, what did you think about the voice of the actors? Because we have a double voice on the on our oh. and I I feel fantastic because I'm Italian but I live in Paris. I'm talking from Paris now, and I saw Beverly Hills in French too, and it was terrible. The voice. Oh. <laughs> I prefer Italian version or original version, of course. I think the Italians oh. cut the yeah the spirit. Yes, I yes. do. Now this, you know. Oh, that's <laughs> be talking to Brenda. You know. You, now, let you, me you, ask you I, this: I Who is this? Is this? Is this? Uh, is this? Glenda. Is this Glenda? Was that you? I think, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this is Glenda, no? Glenda. Is there a picture? Oh, yes, that's me. <laughs> 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 yes, yes, that's uh, that was myself. <laughs> that was the time I convinced my husband to visit the locations during our honeymoon. <laughs> Because you know that I always loved Dylan, but I married a Brandon. <laughs> oh, love that. Love that. What I always say about Glenda, usually, Melanie, when we went to visit the location, we're afraid to go near the lawn. We don't want to sit or do anything rude to the property. Glenda from Italy. She, she took it over. She made so it her own. own. Yes. <laughs> Make you own the house. I love it. Um, all right. I actually wanted to knock at the door, but my husband said, that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> when Melanie and I went, I said, let's go play basketball if the hoop is up there. And it was not. They, the, the Walshers got rid of it. Yeah. <laughs> all right. How about you guys' uh, favorite episode? I'd love to hear from all of you. Louisiana, uh, we have it from uh, yeah. uh, Nancy and Mar 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 
The rest is not Louisiana, Louisiana, your favorite episode of 902 Nancy, favorite? Help Nancy there. Maybe uh, Laura Donna, can you help Nancy just ask her what her favorite episode was? Uh, Nancy, qual è il tuo episodio preferito? Sì, non l'attore, però. L'episodio. Vabbè, non mi sa, no, she can't hear me. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, no, right. it looked nice. Yeah. Romina, yeah. how about you, favorite? Ragazzi, ho un problema I, con l'audio. I think uh, the second one. The, after the, the first run, and the first one is different to the home, right? The right. Yes, it was not produced by the person you're talking to. Yeah, yeah. 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 so the second, for me, it's the first one, but it's the second. So the second was fantastic, I think. We discovered oh, the green room, the green room, yeah. And we met for Dylan McKay for the first time, so I mm. think it's the the. Yeah. the uh, the best for me, yeah. <laughs> you should hear Mar Marisanta. Get ask her. Yeah, yeah. Marisanta, how about you? Uh, your favorite character or your favorite episode? Maybe Laura Donna can help her because I don't think she. Maria Sutta, ti chiedono qual è il tuo episodio preferito? Non riesco a sentire. I can't hear it. Okay. I think the audio is bad. Okay. Uh, I love the um, most beautiful episode and uh, it's very difficult. Um, we can't pass prints. Very cool. What was that, Pete? Did you get it? And uh, um, my favorite uh, character is uh, Brenda. Brenda is yeah. fantastic. She is fantastic. Yes, it's uh, a very strong woman and uh, passion. And, uh, it's yep. very um, emotion. Mm. Uh, is um, a um, character um, finito perché è troppo uh, particular. Mm. Um, I love uh, um, this, uh, uh, this character for um, is especially for me and. Uh, I love uh, uh, the couple. Okay. Uh, I am a Okay. Uh, this award show, Chuck, this is from Italy, this award show that I have here? This no, is that's Italy. That's no, that's England. 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 That's England. That's England, okay. Okay. Hey, Na Nancy. Nancy. I don't you. speak uh, uh, English well. And, My... uh, <laughs> please forgive me. Well, well that's, that's an interesting question. Before we go up and down the road, what what appealed to you? What 
to you about the fact, did a lot of this appeal to you, the fact that it was a show from the United States at the time? Did you like that it was a show from the USA? Yes, of course. Yes, of course. It was a, a, a sparkling word for us. Are you asking to everyone? Yes. Yes, Glenda, what about because you? I would like to say... I would like to say that, first of all, I would like to thank you all, guys, because you made my life not day, because I was yeah. 16 when it was first hired in Italy, and I could relate with the guys, same age, I would say. Mm. And um, it was just the first time that a show was facing family issues, couples issues, and even if they were wealthy, well, it's tissue, so it's nice to see wealthy people, but they got problems as well. So it was great. I love them, like relatives, same yeah, as you all. That's how I feel, Glenda. Yes, that's how I exactly how I feel. They're like relatives. Yes. Uh, okay. Yes. Just ask. Let's see if uh, Loredana can ask Nancy one more time. Uh, can she, Nancy? Can you hear us? Nancy. Nancy, I am twenty-six years. No, my favorite episode is uh, when Kelly defends Steve from uh, Laura's accusation for oh, Stephen. Oh, wow. Wow. Yes. Nice. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Deep Howard women. Yeah. Thank you, right. That's cool. All right, Melanie, how are we on time? Are we ready to move to the next country? Yes, yes. Oh, yes I mean, it's so nice to see everybody. Okay, so where are we going next, guys? Uh, we're going well, to Europe. Europe uh, okay. yes. so many My countries. people of Italy, I love you all very much. You all look beautiful today. I will see you again next time. Pete, may I ask you a last question? Europe, here we are. Europe, here we are. Holland, Greece, and France. Hello, are we missing somebody or no? We're missing somebody or no? They'll come in, you know. Oh, yeah, we have some Germany. We have hard to get out of customs, you know, sometimes. It's true, the airport. It's so hard with the airport. I see Phoebe in here, yes. There's yes. And there is Denise. Now we've got a full boat here. Germany is in the house. Germany's in the house. And Portugal and France, no matter. Amsterdam, Denmark, Greece, yes. and our and both Portugal and France, depending Portugal on France the together, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. Someone, someone has a TV on loud, I think, but that's okay. All right. Um, and and, yes, and Amsterdam. I said Holland. Amsterdam. I'm in Amsterdam. Thank well, you. <laughs> but, uh, Welcome. I love getting into this conversation okay. about how you all found the show and what it. Meant, meant to you. Anna, let's start with you. Um, talk to me about Beverly Hills 90210 and, and how did you find it and what, what you love about it? Well, I remember this uh, when I was very small in Portugal. I grew up in Porto and I remember, um, well, it first started in 91, one year after the premiere. And it was programmed on the early afternoon slot, I think Sundays. Uh, that promo that I sent you says, 
Sunday, this afternoon, Sunday. So I think it's Sundays. Hmm. Um, and it was all over the place, like posters, stickers, magazines, everything. Dylan was obviously super big. My, yes. My favorite too. Yeah. And uh, Brenda also was one of Portuguese favorites. Um, but I only got like really, really into the show when I was in college. Mm. When I was a little girl, just got like one episode, the other episode. Then I really seriously got into it when I was in college. So I bought all the DVDs. It was always subtitled in Portugal. So I bought all the DVDs and I tuned in every single friend of mine into it. So now we have groups. Nice. And where, where were you in college? I have parents now. Where were you in college? Where were you? Where were you in college? I was in Porto. Oh, you're in Porto, in college yeah. there. Okay, Porto, Porto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I only moved here for my PhD, which I'm so not. Were you watching the show in English or a dubbed in version? Always in English. In Portugal, oh. it's always subtitled. So, okay. like, well, DVDs, I bought the American DVDs. Um, I have a Portuguese clip here. Let's uh, see what that looks like. Na escola, a vida está difícil para Brenda. E depois há esse mundo irresistível ainda por descobrir. Mas Brenda vai ter uma experiência inesquecível. Domingo, ao princípio da tarde, Beverly Hills 90210. Wow! All right, I love it. Cool. Okay, uh, let's see. We have a French dub, too, I think you sent over, right, Anna? Yes, in the small clip. Yeah. Yeah. Chose pour vous euh, Si ça ne vous ennuie pas. Euh, Excusez-moi. No, that's great. I love that. But uh, hey, listen, I want... right? I, I have to say, Pete. You know, we just saw, and I don't take this personally, Anna, because you're there. That now <laughs> your friends in the, from Italy were very happy with their dubs and said, "Yes, much better than the one in France." However. I wish Brenda Walsh Brenda always did. spoke French so well. The reason I exactly because it was a Paris episode, so I thought this is going to be so appropriate. Yeah, yeah exactly. So they're all going to speak French. Well, speaking oh, of this Paris episode, uh, you know, I've talked to you all about the set decorator, Jill Henkel, who gave me a whole bunch of really great images of them creating the sets for Paris. Uh, Charles, we've talked about locations before. Uh, you guys did not shoot in Paris, did you? Shot on the back. Well, what you just saw of the scene there is in a really wonderful um, uh, uh, garden and library that we have in over in Pasadena called the Huntington Library that we knew could could double maybe for the alone or something. But at the same time, uh, we shot in the back lot at Universal. And I know right. Pete's going to show you some pictures. And that skinny person in the white shirt is uh, is a distant Getting relative of mine. And there you see Charles Rosen uh, are telling people what to do here. Uh, it looks like you're saying, "What is happening here?" 
Do you remember? Recall- no, I, I, no, I told you what I was saying. Listen to me, goddammit. Do it this way. <laughs> no, I didn't say that. We were just breaking down what had to be. You know? Well, this is a very famous pose that you have with your hand out like this. If you notice, you're doing it in both images. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's always, something always needs explanation, it looks like. But these are really cool. Well, uh, you know, Paul You know, Paul was a little slow on the uptick sometimes. <laughs> but this is all of them building the sets at Universal. I just absolutely love these pictures. Um, that yeah. fellow in the green shirt there, he was the, uh, the the director of photographer. He was our our camera person. He he ran off. Is this this is the clock tower in Back to the Future? Is this the, the same set, set up, scene setup? Is that the same place? Yes. Yeah, we think so. It looks like. It yeah, right? yeah. Looks like uh, I'm not sure about that actually, but but um, could be. Yeah, I think so. Uh, okay, let's talk to some others. Hey, Chris, how about you in Greece? Uh, what was the show like for you? Uh, the show was legendary, I have to say. It was the biggest American show ever in Greece in the 90s. Actually, it defines the 90s in our country. Uh, it started sometime in 92. I was very young to start at the beginning, but the show was always uh, once a week in a constant rerun every single day. So eventually I got to the first one the first episode, the first season, and I was hooked. It was, was a love for life. Were you watching a dubbed-in version or with subtitles? or, or Subtitles, always. Subtitles. So English, so English act, yeah, or yes. actors' voices and subtitles. Yeah. That's supposed to be. How about for you, uh, favorite uh, episode? One is hard, but I have to say I really love the first part of the second season from the, f- the beginning of the summer episode up to Christmas. This was yes. always my favorite part of the show. And what about favorite? Do you have a favorite character? I feel like right. the girls always get a chance to ask for the favorite uh, actor, the guy. What about you? Who's the favorite girl on the series? Mine was Kelly. Kelly. I love Kelly. And I, I always saw myself as Brandon. I even have the Brandon haircut back on the day, if you believe nice. it or not. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> in the sideburns and everything. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Uh, that's very cool. Hey, Steen, uh, you came in last night in, under the radar. That was really great. That we needed Denmark in this. How about watching for you uh, all, all those years ago? What was that like? It, it defined my entire childhood and my youth. Uh, I was 12 when it aired in Denmark, and I watched all the episodes in the right direction, and I grew up with the characters. They were like my older siblings, and I just I loved it. It, it, it defined my life. And it was as huge in Denmark as in Greece. Uh, One thing I want to say to all, all of all of you, that you may or may not know this, but one of the reasons that we um, we were airing and and was so welcomed by your country's broadcast system is that many of your countries added a commercial um, television channel at the time that we were debuting. So we're debuting, we got our little show, and you need programming. So we got a little show in America, and that's how we got to all those countries. And your support is what kept us there, of course. It was always 90210 in Baywatch during the 90s. The two shows. Yeah. And I love that you say 90210 in Baywatch because always everybody who kept score on stuff like this always said Baywatch in 90210 because <laughs> that was the number one show, and we were not, we were right behind them. You said something really nice once about Baywatch, Chuck. I can't imagine. <laughs> on the uh, I did. I actually no, wrote. You did I, not. I actually <laughs> did a rewrite on the Baywatch reunion. Uh, one of the least pleasant three weeks I ever spent 
<laughs> no offense, David Hasselhoff. The right. TV movie they made in 2003. I, I did night ride one of them. Um, yes. Yeah, exactly. So you know what I'm talking about. Like. Yes. yes. <laughs> I like the car. I like the car a lot. Car is great. So easy so to work they with. They have bathing suits, but, you know, come on. All right. For Peter, uh, I have, uh, you know, I want to ask you some of the same things, you know, watching the show all those years ago. What was it like for you? Yeah, I was nine uh, at the point that it premiered. I was living in Germany at that point. And I remember it was on Dutch television and, of course, in Germany. And I switched between both uh, channels because I, want, I wanted to see it in the original version, like the English. And then, of course, we had the German dub. But for me, it, yeah, it was such an impact. I loved the actors. I thought they were all gorgeous. I could not choose. Uh, the storylines really got to me, even though I was still very young. But it was finally a show that talked about a lot of topics that were really important, I think, for young people. And, yeah, like we already talked about, um, a lot of people couldn't talk about those subjects with their parents and the show was a way for them to relate and yeah, they felt like relatives, like friends. So for me, yeah, it was a great show. Mm. And years after years, I just kept watching it and I loved all the seasons and I stayed a fan. Even now I still watch it and I follow them with all their new stuff. Well, they need TV shows and movies, so yeah, big. We are like family. We have to know all the backgrounds, you know, because uh, you know Peter's got a little uh, background, and so did Chris over there. Everyone's got got their yeah. their their. their but uh, one thing we didn't get there. just real quick, Anna, Chris, Stein, and Peter. What were your favorite episodes? Just real quick, oh, favorite one. I'm one that comes off your head. Oh, yeah, what? Sorry, we're going, Peter. Lumber <laughs> Party, uh, Meet Mr. Pony, and uh, the next fifty years. Beautiful acting. From Brian Austin Green as David. Nice. Next awesome. years is great. Yeah, yeah, I love it. But I, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm an Emily fan. So yeah, right. I would say everything Emily, including the episodes when Brandon goes visit her in San Francisco. I love those episodes. Mm, I love like uh, I love those episodes. And yeah. you know, Jamie Walters was huge in Portugal. I remember the radio playing "Hold On." All the time, all the magazines had Jamie Walters. Um, oh, that's cool. Oh, we have to uh, tell Jamie he has to go there. He has to. Go. Yeah, absolutely. Chris, what about I, you? Let me just say one thing because oh. this is a trivia. But um, my birthday is the same as just as Jason Priestley's. Oh, so I am the original Walsh twin, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll make sure I tell him that. Yes, but, but like Jason's not. You, you're the triplet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like oh my god, August twenty eighth. Yes, I'm the same as Jason. <laughs> that uh, is my reference. <laughs> for you, Chris, you said uh, your favorite. Well, I, I have to say a very underrated episode is the season one finale, Home Again. I think yeah. this is oh, very good. Yeah. Yes. I think the show becomes what it is at that moment. I mean, it's mm. the moment right. I cross that bridge and we fall in love with these characters, like they're here to stay. The Walsh family is here to stay in our lives forever. Yes. Time, what about you? I couldn't possibly choose one episode, but I do love the the episode when Scott kills himself and David yeah. tells Brandon in the booth. It doesn't matter what you write about him in the paper, Brandon. I love that quote. It, oh, uh, I, it's my favorite of all times. Yeah. Hold on here while I get my wife to come downstairs so she can actually hear that from you. No, I, I'm I heard the episode but, when she told about it. I just, I, I love oh, it. Thank it's you so much. Line. Yeah, it meant a lot to us. Change, yeah. that, that episode more than Annie changed the series. Be, not yes. not for, for two reasons. 
it really we did a major ep three reasons we did a major issue we brought brenda and dylan as a couple and we um we actually kind of then defined what our show was going to be like and and as we talked about it probably that episode conceivably saved luke perry his job because it was now he was important as anybody and his status rose because and not saved his job but certainly his status rose because of it and sure. became we could start writing for him in a way that we weren't really allowed before then how about you fabian uh watching the show and also your favorite episodes and characters and all that uh, well um the show was a big hit in germany as well uh, denise might might know that as well um well um actually i really loved uh, claire and steve together so pete just like <laughs> 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 and I also loved, because as you were talking about the favorite episodes, I really, really loved uh, P.S. I Love You, because uh, when Brandon was so drunk, um, it was very, very fun. Yeah, yeah, we have to cover that, guys. That's yeah, good. that's good. Yeah. Done that one. We exactly. have Jeff King, the guy who played uh, uh, Charlie, uh, Dylan's uh, friend from rehab. We, we have him as a guest who's come up. At some point, yes. Oh, yeah. good. Good, yeah. cool. Okay. And Denise, how about you? Um, well, I started watching a little bit later, not from the beginning, um, but I remember that I went to a bookstore and I saw the first book of 90210 and I said I have to get it because everyone's watching it and from that day on I got hooked and well, yeah, 90210 became like family, Saturdays was 90210 time and yeah. Now, I mean, we didn't pull many clips for the show, but I felt like uh, we had to watch did, this scene. Did Chris, Chris gave one, didn't he? I thought there was a Greece one we had. A Greek one. I gave a TV commercial and a Jenny Garth interview. I yeah. I don't scene. have that here for some reason, but I do have this scene that was shot uh, that we all know and love. Sorry, Chris. Uh, here, here is this. Cervelle <laughs> Tufu. Wait a second. I ordered veal. Mais oui, cervelle de veau. Bon appétit. I don't know about this. Okay, it looks weird, but I'm sure it's edible. Right, but now I can eat just about anything. It's very, uh, French. It's a. Uh, it's kind of mushy. It's brains. <laughs> Classic. I will forever love that. Great. We should let them ask us a question. If yeah. Do any of you have questions for Charles or Larry? Yes, I have one. Go ahead. Ever since this podcast started, I have, and we hear all the stories about the behind the scenes, how you made the show. I want to ask Charles and Larry, during your time on the show, did you think how will you end it eventually? Great question. That is a great Because you were not at the end, and I'm curious, how would you end the show? I mean, I, certainly David and Donna were going to get married, that, and which did happen in the end of the show. And for me, uh, the way it was falling out, I mean, I always thought Brandon and Kelly would get together because, you know, obviously uh, I didn't realize Luke was going to come back to the show at that point. But even so, I always felt that it was for me, it was the Dylan and Brenda uh, was going to go there. 
with it. Uh, I did love Steve and Claire together myself. And uh, yeah, a lot of that. But uh, again, I think part of part of what we felt like after college, they should have had great jobs. Again, going by the ordinary kids living extraordinary lives, they should have, you know, been keeping that Beverly Hills ethos going. And that's where it kind of fell off a little bit after college. Not that people shouldn't enjoy it, but it kind of left, it became a different show at that point. How about for you, Charles? You've, I don't know if you've ever answered that question about what, where did you see it going? I tried to convince um, the mister to end it. Uh, let, let's just do two more seasons and end it when they leave college. That would have made sense. And that's uh, and, and all of the things that Larry's talking about, we're open for, for we're, would have been open for interpretation. Yeah. Um, you know, Luke uh, uh, had it that he was only going to be for 12 episodes in season six. So, you know, that Larry and Steve Wasserman, and Jessica Klein, they, they did it that way. And that's what they would have done. Had, had he had he had we have been able to convince him to stay around a little longer. Who knows what the plotting would have been? You know, you kind of have to deal with 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 what you've got, with, with, with who's available, who wants to be. And, and so that's what we had. Um, I, uh, for me, I knew the show was very stressful and I thought for me, I was going to end up in a pine box. So I really had to get off at season five. That was my, uh, how I thought it was going to end. Unfortunately, he wrote himself off. He wrote himself yes. out of the show. Yeah. I wrote myself out of the picture. Our it's friend like, yeah. Joanna McDonald says, I went to Paris looking for the locations. I couldn't understand why Balsack's house looks so different. <laughs> I was young and didn't for a moment think that they hadn't really gone to Paris. Ha <laughs> ha. That's very funny. I can tell you one thing, the, um, you know, the scene at the bakery store when Donna buys uh, strawberry tarts, something. Uh-huh. That is very real. Like you just don't you don't just go to a bakery store and start start chatting to the person. <laughs> you know, I noticed that now I'm not gonna have Anna, you you're obviously from Portugal. You do not have to defend Paris. We love Paris. Larry and I both love Paris. But one thing that I noticed when my wife and I went there as young people, younger people, they didn't want to have anything to do with us. Once we were a little older. There was a little more respect. Maybe they thought we had some, um, you know, uh, some some more dollars in our pocket. I'm not quite sure what it was, but I found it much nicer as I got older than when I was a young person in, in France. Is that do, do you guys uh, feel that's kind of true in your places too, or is that just Parisian? Well, the Parisian. hatred Okay. You have to understand, Charles, that like Portugal will be always different. Portugal is like. European California, like right. San Francisco, Lisbon is LA, like kind of, mm. kind of stuff. <laughs> oh, but it will always be like the West, West, West Coast mm. of Europe. <laughs> All right, we're going to move on. Before we move on, I'm going to, but is there any other questions anyone has? Because also, I want to read something from uh, Marcin from uh, Poland who could make it. Yeah, I just wanted to know uh, which episode are you the most proudest of? Maybe the one. Great, great. Two of. great questions. Yes. Yeah. Larry, yeah, you know, oh, wow. I mean, you know, because we've had a chance to look back at these because, you know, Chuck and I really hadn't really uh, explored the work. You know, we kind of forgot about it and then we realized it was exciting for people. So we went back and looked and went, oh, that's pretty good. So I felt proud of pretty uh, lots of this stuff. Uh, you know, I think for me, the first episode I wrote, Little Fish, uh, which is the first episode of college. And you've got some really nice uh, uh, Dylan Brenda stuff when she comes back after she crashes out at University of Minnesota and they have that scene on the pier and stuff. And I think seeing that again and setting all the college stuff up, which became, you know, what the format for the next four years was really gratifying to see that, you know, it kind of worked. 
So I'd say the little thing. I think, I think for me, uh, there, there are three episodes that stand out. One is you, you guys have mentioned the first 50 years um, meant a lot to Karen and I. Nobody wanted us to really make that show, and we did, and it's one that, that's remembered. The other would be uh, everybody's talking about it, the, the, the uh, condoms being distributed in school. The reason being is that after watching, seeing that episode, the city of Los Angeles decided to distribute condoms in school. And the person who changed their vote singled out what we did on 90210. So that gave me a lot of pride. My favorite one, it just happens to be because it was the last one we did in high school, and that was commencement. Nice. With Karen. They, these guys know I love clip shows. It's a clip show. Everybody's <laughs> <laughs> the best clip show. Well, but you guys did a clip show in a way that, and we'll talk about this episode at some other time, but you utilized clips in a, in a, in a much different way, in a very cool way. We actually to tell the oh. story, we used the clips. Yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. rather than just throwing a bunch uh, of clips. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I just want to thank you because you made like an amazing show and it connects <laughs> people all around the world. Well, thank, thank you for keeping it alive, guys. And we have an Instagram page together, nine two one Euro. So yeah, yeah. still alive, and people are loving it all over the world. Hence this podcast. But yeah. let me ask you just one question before you go. None of you get to see the episodes with the original music, am I right? Yeah, Not I have anymore. all the original music. No, but I mean live now when it's when it's on yes. your television and any. No, I have rips. I have VHS rips of the original music. Like uh, the one you're talking about, Peter, the next 50 years, one thing against my head is the knocking on heaven's door. Oh, so good. <laughs> we are at the mercy of the DVDs so right now. So that's how I know that I have a wicked game for Dylan and Brenda and, you know, and then Flaming Lips playing the pitch pit after dark. You know, I have everything. Thank well, God. This is a very important issue to Charles and all of us. So we're going to try to start working on. Do you know they're having a new DV set coming uh, in March? Why don't you get all your people to write letters to them saying, "Until why would we buy this if it has all this crummy music on it? Right. You know, we were doing this before the first season came out. We were protesting to have the show on DVD back in 2005. We were sending letters to Paramount and eventually they did, but they have to cut the music. Did yeah. anybody ever respond to any of your letters? No, it was, uh, I think it was a web page and it was uh, uh, called TV shows on DVD where you oh, vote. I know that. Yes. Mm -hmm. They vote uh, which show want to happen on DVD and it was always on top five, I think, if I remember correctly. Right. And eventually right. it happened. All right. Listen, we got to get move on to the next well, thing. Thank you. I got to just uh, add uh, one thing uh, mm -hmm. from mm -hmm. Poland, from oh, Warsaw, yeah. Poland. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If I could, yeah. Uh, just because uh, Marcin's been a big, big podcast supporter, he's, he's always commenting on stuff, and he, and it's uh, again another. Uh, he's a guy from Warsaw who grew up in the '90s and saw it, and he talks about it. He sent me a really uh, us a really nice letter about. You know, right after the fall of communism, how, you know, it was a very depressed time in Poland. So seeing the show uplifted him and gave him, uh, a, again, we're going to hear this later on from Russia also, just this portal of the world where you've got, you have some, some hope, you see some other thing going on. And uh, he had to work really hard to see it. He had his dad put up a satellite thing so he could catch broadcasts from Germany and, and, uh, that kind of devotion, he's still with it, and I just really want to salute Marcin. And his favorite episodes were uh, Brenda's Laverne and the whole fourth season. So, Marcin, wow. uh, Marcin right. from uh, from Poland, we uh, wish you well. I just like to say one thing too. I, no thing, nothing gave me greater pleasure as a writer because I, I, I felt closest to Brandon. A little bit of me in there. Me too. 
and and that I could write at times when he wanted to stimulate his peers' political awareness, say, look at the kids of Europe. And certainly the, the, those from Germany particularly, I would specifically reference that wall coming down. So I want you to know that that we were listening when, when all the changes were happening, we were listening and but just all both in the United States and while your country just turn back the clock again, right? Yes. Get it back to that spirit of the nineties. Yeah, it's looking good. All right. More, uh, more fun in twenty one. Where where are we going next, guys? UK and Ireland. Before we come back, we'll, we'll have a little shirt ad and then we'll be we'll be back with UK. Okay, okay, okay. Do you know we have even more new shirts and merchandise at Beverly Hills 90210showshop.com? For instance, watch our Planet 90210 show with some sick Planet 90210 merch. Or want to celebrate at the Peach Pit? Check out this new shirt with a photo from Jill Henkel's collection. Or, oh my God, I know Claire Arnold fans are going to love this one. A little sex, rock, and really decent literature. Plus, for all you Larry Mullen fans, that's right, a get out of here shirt. And don't forget about our classic designs. We keep loading it up with more items each week, so head over to Beverly Hills, 90210showshop.com for all your 90210 stuff. Okay. Oh. Welcome, Real? everybody. Hi. All right. Connor, thank you so much. And Louise and Joe and Joanna. Yeah. We had... Three musical guests on this show, right? We've had uh, Color Me Bad, we've had Jamie Walters, and Connor. Connor. <laughs> Yay. I, you know, Connor's music. I, I found it on Apple Music and Spotify. So if you know you want to check him out, yes, definitely representing. Yes, and we just sprung this on him last night. So props for learning <laughs> it so quickly. I can, I can only apologize. That was wonderful. Oh, wow. hey, I, I, for a while there, Connor, I thought I was watching once all over again. You know. <laughs> all right, well, let's get into this. Let's talk about it uh, from the U for our UK fans. What? What? And Ireland. And Ireland. What? Uh, what was in? What was it like watching nine hundred two one zero for you guys? Let's start with Joe. Oh, what wasn't it? Um, it was just everything. Do you know, I dreamt about moving to America and living in America, going to high school in America, going to college in America. Everything was America. I was just obsessed. And Beverly Hills 90210 just gave me that portal almost just to go across and be in that life and pretend that I was part of the 90210 gang. Why not? You know, it was it was pretty boring in London. <laughs> secondary school is not like high school. <laughs> It's very different. No cheerleaders, no American football players, none of that kind of thing, no proms. I mean, we have things like that now, which is great, but we didn't have it in the 90s. So it was just an escape. And it was such a mystical place, you know, Beverly Hills. And that, that was the whole point, right, that you picked that destination because it was so untouchable. And then we got to have a part of it, which was just fantastic. It was brilliant. Yeah. How about, uh, uh, do you have a favorite character or an, an episode? Me? Yeah. Yes. All right. <laughs> <laughs> represent, represent. Sorry, I can't help it. 
but also Brenda, obviously. Uh, we don't even need to ask that. Yeah. And favorite episode, I know I had so many, but for the first one, Beach Blanket, uh, Beach Blanket Brandon, isn't it romantic? I love. Um, and so long, farewell, Avida, saying goodbye. I love that, and I love the first few of season um, four. I thought they were fantastic when Brenda comes back from the college, and I just love those episodes at the beach as well. Yeah, yeah. nice. Uh, how about you, uh, Louise? Um, very similar, I think. Like the the sort of base in London at the time, it was as Joe said, it was very different. So Saturday nights for us were just get on the plane to Beverly Hills. Um, it was absolutely <laughs> amazing. It was complete escapism. Um, and like you say, you just wanted to be there with them. You wanted to be in that school. Um, you wanted to be part of the gang. Um, you wanted to be going out with Dylan. And you wanted to be Brenda. And, yeah, it was, you know, everything else didn't matter. You know, it got to 5 o'clock on a Saturday and everything stopped. And that was it. For the next hour, you stayed yeah. there and you watched it again on VHS as soon as it finished and you know it was just totally engrossing but it was fantastic um so yeah Dylan and Brenda absolutely my favorite characters the first few seasons for me were by far my favorites um and episodes wise I mean um Wildfire uh, Meeting Mr Pony was mentioned just a little while ago that was a great episode yeah. Um, isn't it romantic? Many, many people's favourites. But yeah, it was just such a big part of our lives, I think, over here. And um, yeah, totally took over as young teenagers. Preaching. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, just to all people around that can know this, Larry and I met Louise when she came to the US for a weekend, her husband let her out at the <laughs> and, uh, to uh, be at the Fan Fest that uh, Brian Austin Green put together in the summer of uh, 2019. Yeah. yeah. Our friend uh, Ma uh, Maggie says she met she met you there as well, right? At yes, she did. Hi, Maggie. Oh, yeah. Louise met everyone. Darren said you're a close friend as well. It's brilliant. It's, yeah, yeah, it's amazing people we met there. I was with uh, with Darren and met, you know, so many amazing people. And, um, yeah, it was absolutely incredible that weekend. You know, I, there's just no words to describe what happened that weekend. It was fantastic. Yeah, so the big shout out to Darren Martin, who's friendly with everybody here. And, 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 and Jen Len Ben. And Jen Len Ben. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. We love them all. Awesome. Uh, and definitely a connector of all of us for so long. Uh, the award show, is this is the right clip now, the award yeah. show? Yes, okay. Well done, congratulations. Thank you very There's much. The very well deserved award for you there. Very good. That's thank for all of you. All right, well thank, done. You, congratulations. thank you. So, obviously, uh, an incredibly popular choice has been judged in here. <laughs> Have you been surprised by the program's success? Not just in the States, but over here as well. Uh, I, yeah, I think I can speak for everyone. It's, it's been very surprising. It's, uh, you know, you never expect success you hope for it uh, but you can never really expect it and uh, it's really been it's been great for all of us the way the show's taken off we're just we're real happy to be here i have a question i've, I've got to ask you that and it's about the bungee jumping which i know you've been asked a, <laughs> a lot about what do they say when it comes to insuring you jason when you're going bungee jumping uh well we we try not to talk about it too much on the sets uh, when the uh, when the higher-ups are around uh they're, they're not really too thrilled about it i should imagine they're probably not <laughs> and also i'm about uh, your 55 gallon salt water fish 
fish tank that you've got. Oh, just as just as dangerous, I would have thought, if it burst. Is that true? Have you uh, really got that? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. I guess it would be dangerous if it, we did have an earthquake <laughs> and it did go. But uh, I have a plexiglass tank, so it won't break that easily. What, uh, what made you suddenly decide that you were going to, uh, to, to get a 55-gallon saltwater aquarium? What's the attraction with the fish? I think I was Aquaman in my last life. I'm not sure. <laughs> I like water. It's fun. <laughs> what? could have the ocean in his room. <laughs> what about, about the house? What, what, what sort of stuff do you do in your spare time? Now we've got you here. Tai Chi. Tai Chi. Yes. What is this, knot tying, or is that a, that is a yes, martial art? Yes, it's a form of uh, knot tying, and uh, I'm very good now. It is a martial art, and I, did, I didn't do it for self-defense. I did it for fun. And Jenny, also, you're quite involved in animal rights as well, aren't right. you? Right. Yeah, I'm an animal lover, so... So how far does that go? What, what do you get involved in? Basically, I'm not in any organizations yet. I'm just kind of doing my part and, and loving animals, you know. That's what, about it. <laughs> what about you, Shannon? What about you? What do I like to do? Oh, um, I like to date. <laughs> wow. Okay. Okay. Dude, that clip is so awesome. <laughs> that that is is great, yeah. Really. And and also I I did have to um Larry, it was the episode of the general art of listening. I had to we, we had switched producers at that point. And Paul Wagner, who the, the, you know, who was some a little few years old, I had to go walk over to Jason Priestley and tell him to get off the skateboard that he was taking in a real downhill. We were up in the, the, the hills of, of the Santa Monica Mountains and having to say, Jay, they don't, we, you can't do this. And you know about the insurance. Well, what do you mean I can't do it? You know, you know, you can't do it. So the bungee jumping, I think Mr. Spelling would have, would have, you know, his hair would have gone more white if he had known that the bungee jumping. What about Ion's fish tank? Right? What was that? That was, where was that? That was left. I don't know. You know never Sharknado heard of it. Yeah. I was thinking, it was like, yeah, we Sharknado. You know. Did you know that about Char uh, Charlotte, about Gabrielle, that she was doing that martial arts? Uh, did you, had no. you been I knew yeah. that Shannon was about dating. I did yeah, know that. Yeah, that, that <laughs> but the others, not so much. Yeah, Jenny seems And Jenny with the animals, too. Yes, yeah. I love Jenny. become an activist clip. after that. Jenny in that clip is great. I am not with any organization. <laughs> like animals. Uh, we didn't get to Connor about... Well, we Joanna. Joanna. Joanna and Connor. Or, or Joanna, what about you watching the show? Uh, what was it like to watch the show? And what, do you have like five favorite episodes? Or I don't have favorite episodes. Um, I have three favorite episodes. The first one is Things to Do on a Rainy Day. And yeah, the second popular. one is um, it's Turn Back the Clock with the Cause. And okay. I also like, um, you know, I've forgotten the name of the episode. Now I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Turn Back the Clock is a very underrated oh, episode. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's one that I did want to talk about really today because I was a fan of the course and um, oh, the I was course, quite yeah. excited at the time to uh, to see them perform on the show. It was quite a big deal, I think, for them to be performing when they did. And it was just out of interest really to know what your experience was with working with them back in the day and, and how it all came about really. 
Yeah, I, you know, I, I uh, had heard about them and had heard their album, and I heard they were going to be in the United States at that point. So, yeah, I, I went out and tried to get them. I just thought they'd be perfect for that. And they were lovely to, to look at. And uh, they were a family. Of, I think three of the, of the five were uh, brothers and sisters. Connor, did, you, did, Connor, did you know them? For, they're from Ireland, right? Uh, they are, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean, and plus they, they had that version of uh, Old Lang Syme, which was going to work great for yeah. the uh, Rainier. Yeah, that was that was that was it for me, but yeah. Uh, Connor, how about you? Uh, my memory of it is like uh, there was one summer, I, I must have been about like twelve or thirteen or something like that, where um, RTE, which is like the Irish TV channel, they decided to uh, broadcast a, an episode uh, every day, Monday to Friday. So I just remember that entire summer getting into I think maybe three or four series worth of, of the show and just getting hooked um i just you know it's been said a million times and and rightly so like it's just an incredible show um yep. you know regardless i mean i loved it as a kid but if it came out today and it was the, yeah. the same format the same people the same writing same direction i think I'd, I'd love it just as much as an adult as i did back then it's just brilliantly made brilliantly performed um and uh i was recently re-watching uh, some like series two um and some of the um some of the topics that's covered like back to back in shows in series two it's just amazing that um like really pretty edgy stuff is is dealt with um, yes one or the other yeah so yeah. And what, about, nice. what about the music acts we had? I'm curious because you're a musician yourself. What uh, music acts did you like seeing? Oh yeah, well I um, see because I've only I only saw it because you can't. Well, I can't. Most of us can't get access to the the original broadcast. It's hard to remember. I remember REM's music being yeah. fairly prominent. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Especially for Dylan. Yeah. Yeah. It really represented him. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and I, I remember, like, I think people have mentioned, like, the, the bands that played in After Dark and stuff like that. Mm. I suppose they, they, they had Luther Vandross. They did. What? Yeah, Luther yeah. Vandross. For Valentine's Day. For Valentine's Day. That was and amazing. And what about the Rolling Stones? It was, was, yes. Was, yeah. Was, was, yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. They yeah. Have yeah, the music's great. And, and, of course, Jamie Walters, our favorite. Yeah. <laughs> Connor, what about you? Favorite, uh, do you have a favorite episode? Uh, it's actually been said quite a lot uh, for fifty next fifty years. Ooh. I think that's an amazing, truly amazing episode. I think uh, uh, Brian is absolutely incredible in that. And I, I, I don't know why, but I always forget that. Um, oh God, I can't remember his name now. Um, Doug Emerson. Yeah, yeah. I, I forget that it happens at his birthday party. Yeah, like yeah. on his birthday. That's just like the poignancy of that is just. And the yeah. aftermath is just incredible, just brilliant. And it was brilliant. Um, Guns N' Roses played in that scene, if I remember correctly, originally. Well, you know what we had to do? Um, you, when you when you license a song in, in that era, you'd have to get the publishing and then the recording itself. Well, Bob Dylan, pretty much, at those years, anything you wanted of his music, he just went, fine, take it. He didn't, he didn't really care so much. He wasn't really following it at, that much at that point. But Guns N' Roses said no, because 
Axel Rose is Axel Rose. <laughs> so what we did instead is that that was we uh, a good friend of mine is uh, an entertainment lawyer uh, and and with very good clients and she had a young girl band and said they'll go in and they'll record it for you so that we could have a different recording so that is a garage band and that is not real i don't know what happened to those women but they came in and we did one recording so that's the soundtrack that you hear on the original it's not so guns and roses that was a good representation yeah that was a good mm -hmm. yeah so they did it in the same style really oh very yeah. fascinating yeah um okay i think oh connor do you have a favorite female since you you know we don't have a lot of <laughs> But you should ask that, Pete. Um, <laughs> um, no, um, uh, I, I don't know really. I think, um, Come on, Connor, on. Team Kelly or Team Brenda? <laughs> Which one is it? You're under pressure. <laughs> <laughs> I won't answer it. Plead <laughs> the fifth. Um, I, I would, if it was me, it would be Kelly. But um, yeah, but. Uh, <laughs> I get it. <laughs> yep. But they're all fabulous in their own way. So, um, I'm Team Claire, by the way, as you guys know. Uh, okay. yeah. <laughs> we know. Okay. We know. <laughs> I had to say it once in this episode. All right. We are going to move on to our next group. Well, does anyone, before we go, does anyone else have a question to ask us about uh, oh, that you're here? Can I ask a question, actually? Because, Charles, you, you went to the beach location um, for the beach house. And I, I went there quite a few times. I've, I've gone and seen every almost every location I can from the show. Um, well, I actually met the owner at the time, and he told me that they filmed the finale there, where David wrote in the sand to uh, for Donna. Oh, maybe. And I'm curious, do you, can you confirm, is that was that the case? Because you said it was only filmed at twice. When he was hmm. there. So uh, I'm really curious if this great. is I will accurate. I can ask Gretchen and Aaron if that if that happened, yes, I will okay. find. Okay, yeah, I will find. And also, and the never seen, we've never seen the ending, so we don't. We've never seen the last episode. I've so. seen. I know what you're talking about, and it does feel yeah. like would have shot there because it of, of how the it was right out. outside. Yeah, and also the person told me that he was there at the time of filming, and they were like being held in the apartment. So I was just really? curious if that was. Um, the case. Oh, oh! You mean they went down to Hermosa Beach? Yeah. yeah. Well, yes. well, because yeah. you could get it. Yeah, well, it's, I'm sure it was because you could get it one time. time. Yeah, I'm one talking time. about when we were oh, filming really? there and they kicked us out. Yeah, yeah that's why. I, yeah. yeah. But yeah. I guess they must have enough time must have passed after yeah, that happened exactly. that they were just that they got a permit to do it once. I would imagine. I right? knew that the show was great yeah. by then and thought, okay. <laughs> I think that's probably what happened. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. Let's move on to the next group. Uh, where are we going next? Okay, here we are. Where's Zara? What's going on? We are waiting on Zara Hi, and Jennifer. Hi, Hi. Hello. You know, Hello. 
Yeah, Zara right. was there an hour before, but now yeah. <laughs> she was. She'll be here soon. Yeah. And we're missing also Jennifer, right? From Toronto, and uh, Chris, and from Kelly's from Toronto, and uh, Kristen's from the uh, Calgary from Alberta. Now, the one thing I want these three to know that had you been, uh, had you, it had been thirty years ago. And you were friends with Jason Priestley, you would have been on the TV show too. Because I know, right? any Canadian, <laughs> if they knew Jason, they were on the show. That was it's the amazing. How another actor from Vancouver. Okay, sure. Right. He played hockey right. once with Jason, so it's close enough. <laughs> Six degrees of Je uh, Jason Priestley. Uh, hi, Jennifer. How are you? Welcome. Uh, this yeah, is great. How are you guys? Good. Hey, good things. This is this is great. Hey, before we get into the next thing, Melanie, I want you to be able to talk about uh, the Valentine's hunt that you're doing while we have everybody's attention here. Why don't you tell me quickly what's happening? We're doing another hunt. I love it. We are uh, February 11th through the 15th. It is a super fun virtual scavenger hunt. Lots of prizes up for grabs. Anybody can participate with a smartphone from anywhere. And um, it's going to be a great time. Go to 90210hunts.com to register. And we're going to be focusing on the couples of 90210 and the Valentine's Day episodes. Very cool. Yes. All right. And uh, and so... And Let's get to Kristen. I'm sure you're going to have a lot of good questions. You always bring the, the questions. Not to say that everybody doesn't bring good questions, but Kristen usually always has some good ones. So do you have any questions uh, for Charles and Larry? And then we'll get into your Canadian experience. Uh, yeah, I do. Um, just wondering, out of all the actors, who flubbed their lines the most and who was the best at their lines? Good. That's a great question. Well, Shannon undoubtedly was the best at her lines because she seemed to have oh, a memory. And Gabriel. And Gabriel. Those I mean, two would be Shannon, good. yeah, would come in and just look at it and go with it. She she really uh, had that skill. You know, she had been an actress and she'd been, you know, just out of the, the womb, I think, and just, you know, it was natural to her. But the flub lines thing, that's interesting. Anything on that, Chuck? Uh, we're going to out somebody? One thing you have to realize is that we uh, – as the writer produces, we, we really weren't on the set that much to really see the uh, torture. So we'd have to actually see take 12, take 13, take 14. Yeah, that didn't happen too much. I think the much. one, he didn't flub his lines, but certainly you, you guys probably think, especially in the high school episodes before Larry came on and we, we tried to be a little more humor. Um, you probably think that we wrote some really funny lines for Ian Ziering. But uh, he made them all up. He was our best ad-libber, he and Jason. And I love Luke, but Luke would try to do it. And Luke's ad-libs wouldn't make it into the air. But Ian was the star of ad -lib. I don't know if he did improv or what, but he just, they just, yeah. it was so funny. And and uh, so those were, I don't think he flubbed his lines, but he certainly took liberty with them. And Jason, too, especially on the ending of scenes. Jason would always oh, yeah. have some stuff. And, and and yeah, they had some great stuff. I mean, I have to say, they they made us look good so many times. Those two guys. Yeah, uh, but let me ask you guys about um, the, your experience watching the show, Kelly. Uh, what was it like in Canada? Oh, it was all the rage. Everyone watched it. Um, parents, like my parents, watched it. My friends' parents watched it. My younger brother watched it. His friends watched it. They were kind of like 10 at the time I was 13. We all watched like right from the premiere. 
Um, it was huge, huge. And it would even, I remember we would have some exchange students come to the school and that was the common denominator from whatever country they were from. It was like Nanotona, Yeah, and that's, it was huge, huge. Um, and Jennifer, do you have that same sort of experience? Yeah, I was introduced to the show by my younger sister. And then before you know it, everyone in our household, all of our friends at school, at high school was watching the show. And my sister really wanted me to watch the show to see this hot Canadian actor. So she liked Jason and I liked Dylan. Um, and so that's kind of how it started. So it was, it, it was life-changing for me, you know, uh, growing up. It really definitely helped me to make some life changes that I made in my life in the middle of the show. So I really want to thank Charles and Larry for writing such great scripts that really touched so many people around the world. So thank you. Well, thank you so much. Let me ask you a question that no one else would be probably asking you because, but, you know, I was always surprised. We're writing the show. And gosh, people like it. Isn't that great? And then all of a sudden, when we became more popular, this new subspecies of viewer came out called the haters. <laughs> How did you deal with those guys? You must have had a couple of haters in Canada, didn't you? Yeah, like there was the whole I hate Brenda Walsh period. Yeah, of that's, time. that's kind of where it started. Yeah. yeah, and I love Brenda. So yeah, it was it was people fought. Like it was it was controversial. Like everybody had their favorites, but when the Brenda thing, the the Brenda haters came up, it was quite something. Hello. Hey, Karen. Hello. Hi, Karen. Hi. Karen, thank you for everything you did on the show. I love all your episodes. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, you know, we're, we've yes. been asking people what are their favorites, and, uh, you know, uh, isn't lots, it lots romantic? Of, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> the Karen, Mr. Pony, so you're in here. So, Kelly, did you watch it from Toronto? You grew up in Toronto? Yes. Yep. Yep. Right, right from from day one. I remember the summer 1990, it was advertised and I was a big magazine buyer. And it was funny because it wasn't Shannon and Jason, really, that they were pushing. It was always the same picture of uh, Brian and Douglas at the valet parking in the parking lot when it was still called Class of Beverly Hills. And that seemed to be the same picture that all the teen bopper magazines used to promote the show. And I remember like reading and going, oh, this sounds really great. I hope we get, because that's always the thing. Oh God, will we get it in Canada? <laughs> that, was, that was always the, the main thing. And then sure enough, saw the ads for it on Global. And um, as I had mentioned previously, we actually, for the first probably almost first season, we got it Sunday nights instead of Thursday nights That's when right. the U.S. Yeah. got it. And it was kind of around dinner time. And I remember it was must-see TV and Monday morning at school. That's what everyone talked about. But I found it interesting was in season one for March break, we went to Florida. And it didn't seem like people were really talking about it in the States. Like it was everybody talked about it like that I knew. And then I my brother actually reminded me of this yesterday. Um, my dad had a USA Today and it had, they always had the ratings of the TV shows. And the newest episode was like number like 98 out of 100. And we were like, oh my God, is it going to get canceled? Like that freaked oh. us right out. We we're like, who is it? Why are people watching this? This is the most amazing show. What is wrong with Americans? Mm. Kristen, where did you watch it? You were watching in Saskatchewan? Yes. So I'm from a small town, about 1,600 people. And I actually didn't see any advertisements or previews or anything. I just happened to be home one night and I caught the end of season one, season finale. 
And it was the it was right when they were at the peach pit saying goodbye and everything, and everyone was talking into the video camera. And I just laid eyes on Luke Perry, and I was like, that is the hottest, most gorgeous guy I've ever seen in my life. And just right there, I was hooked. Yeah. Somebody, some, these are not from Canada, but somebody sent some really cool images of Luke in various magazines and whatnot. I think these are even like young Jason there, and uh, these two, right? Whew, really, really cool stuff. How about you, uh, Kristen, favorite episode? Do you have a favorite episode? Well, I have tons, but three that stand out are um, the Color Me Bad episode, the, <laughs> the camping at trip, and the one where um, Dylan injures his rib or something in, in the surfing accident. That's right. And he has to see at the Walsh's. And then also Kelly and Kyle are on that episode. I love that. But they're all so good. I love everything. Hi, Tara. Hey, Tara. Zara, let me ask you. It's good to see you. It's awesome to have you here again, as always. Zara, <laughs> how did you find out about Beverly Hills 90210? Um, my elementary my elementary school teacher was oh, okay. so upset with the show, and <laughs> I was in I was eight years old, and we had an um, indoor research one day, and <laughs> she was just flipping from Young and Restless. And 90210, she recorded 90210. So wow. me and my friend used to sneak in, sneak in her, in her room in the office space, and we used to saw. I, I saw Brenda and Dan, and I was like, yo, this is crazy. <laughs> and, and back then, though, eight year, like eight year, when I was eight, it was like, then it would, it's like the teenage years, because being eight years old back then, it was a completely different decade, so yeah. I was I was into the gossip. I was into love, so that's when I first found love with Nana's one. What about? Do you have a favorite episode? I loved um, the episode when um, Brenda and Danny just went on a date together. Yeah, and I loved the episode where um, Steve found out he was not the father of his. He is not the son of, of his mom. So That's he right. just find out that he was adopted. And I thought that was really powerful. And I love the fact, <laughs> I love when Donna found out her mom was having an affair. <laughs> and yes. that was intense. One more, th one more thing. I love, <laughs> I love the scene where Gina found out that um, Donna was her sister. So. I love that too. Mm -hmm. I yes, I have a personal story. I won't share with that, but yes, I do love that. And I know that you love uh, Vanessa, right? Oh! Vanessa is post uh, you guys, but you do love Vanessa, right? I love her. I, I, I respect her, and uh, she, she's just incredible, you know? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, what about, did we ask Jennifer for a favorite episode? Did we say, did we ask that question? Well, I became hooked uh, in 1992 with the Dylan and Kelly storyline because I just loved how the writers took their time to blossom that relationship. And so my favorite episode is Rebel with a Cause and the child is the father to the man. So, yeah. um, you know, Rebel with a Cause, I'm into astronomy, so I really love that 
the Griffiths Observatory was selected as their first date. So whenever I'm in LA, I hike up the hill and I go there. It's just so beautiful. Um, and the child is the father to the man, you know, great writing and acting by Luke. And yeah, I'm just surprised that he was nominated for an Emmy for that acting that he did. So those are my favorite episodes. Yeah. And do you have a favorite character? Is it Luke? Is that obvious? Or should I know that? Yes. Isn't it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's so funny. Um, and, and I have to say, respect. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, when yeah. he passed away, um, like many of his fans, I was devastated, you know, and I've never so felt such loss and grief for someone that I didn't know. Same. And, you know, Same. I said to myself, I've got to go and meet these actors whenever I have an opportunity. And so last year I went to see Jenny and um, Tori on their tour in Washington. And that was really nice. Yeah, oh, that's very nice. Yeah, you guys should know um, that when we first, one of the conversations that I had with a major CBS executive uh, a, a few months before Luke passed was him telling me that, you know, there's no way we're going to change the music because uh, you don't have that many fans. And uh, it's just too bad that your cast really didn't have much stardom after they uh, finished the show. And actually, he actually said that to me. So then uh, I didn't, I never got back to him after Luke passed, but uh, clearly the fans that our show engendered and the actors engendered were, were re really special. And uh, again, you know, thank you for, keeping our show alive for all these years, because it certainly wasn't the CBS uh, corporation who bought the spelling library that kept it alive. You guys did. Yeah, I mean, the whole thing was, I and Chuck, we talked about this before, but I mean, the show it did not get a lot of respect at that time. And so that's why the actors did not get the nominations. Like Luke could, should have gotten a nomination for, Multiple for that tour de force uh, for the child, the father, the man. But it's just, you know, it was considered a spelling show, which had a negative connotation as far as art goes. It was a popular thing. They kind of people put it down, oh, it's popular. So so we had to live with that all the time, but we knew we were making something special. And I think the way the fans have kept it going all these years, uh, yeah, it's been very satisfying and gratifying. And one of the one of the hopefully one of the video casts we do uh in in here in, in 2021 is to re-go over our the show's relationship with the American press, um, which is was quite uh interesting to say the least. And you can see all the scars on my body all over the place. <laughs> <Legend> <laughs> uh, I think what Jennifer said, I want to take a moment to just say something because what she said about the devastating loss about Luke Perry, um, I shut down for like two weeks after that happened. I was not, I was not, it was not, it, it, I was devastated, absolutely devastated by his passing and his loss. He felt like a brother, even though, like you said, we didn't yeah. know him. And I've gotten to know him through yeah. this show. Yeah. And to hear yeah. how how many people have just said these beautiful, wonderful things about the person behind Dylan, is it's so touching and it's so nice to know that there was validity in how I felt in that moment when I lost, when we lost him, you know? Oh yeah, well, Larry and I, yeah. we, we, were, we both went to the official memorial that, that they had for, for Luke at, at, at Warner's where he was doing Riverdale. And uh, prior to that, I think a couple of weeks before, there was a very small gathering that first, that first weekend night at, um, at Gabriel Carteris's and uh, with, with not just cast members, but a few 
a few crew members as well. I think uh, Karen and I were the writers who were represented there. And um, it, was, it was very sad. And, and we still, it, it doing all these um, podcasts, it's like, you know, where are you, Luke? Why, why, aren't, why aren't we talking to you about all of this, you know? I've had that um, moment myself. He, he yeah. did so much to to make it happen. Yeah. Uh, how how great would have it been to see his face in one of these virtual windows when we were talking about Child yeah. is the Father of the Man, right? Well, the mm-hmm. amazing thing is that all the guest stars all have the same story. How you know when they're on this strange uh, you know set, which is intimidating, and and Luke would be the first one to come yeah. over them and make them feel welcome. I mean, the same story over and over. I mean, it's just that his character was you know we now can see it, unfortunately. Yeah. Now, do you, any of you else have questions for Chuck and Larry? Zara, do you have a, a, a question for Charles or Larry about anything that you want to know? I think the questions I wanted to ask have been answered. I, I wanted to ask, how would you like the show to be ended? But yeah, they we, did that. We that it yeah. was the end. <laughs> well, I have a good answer for that. We we don't want the show to be ended. It should always be um, open ended. It should be continuing just like our lives because these characters right. were alive to us. So maybe if Down and, and David got married, maybe they got divorced and then had to find right. themselves down the road again. You know, I mean, there would have been so many traps and turns. I think because of our the, our close relationship to our fans and friends in Canada. I think this was one we've, we've teased this once and it wasn't going to be happening. It's January probably won't be happening to April, but we're going to be doing something called the writer's room That's right. in which you guys are going to tell Larry and I what you want to have happen. And we'll pretend we're producers and moguls and we'll, we'll come together and about to happen with every one of your characters and what you want to see. And so uh, we'll, we, we, the show is not going to end. It's going to get, uh, I wanted to I wanted to ask um do you have any um guest stars you really wanted to be on the show but never did happen? Hmm. You mean the podcast or the actual show? Yeah. And the actual show. Got it. Well, you're gonna be very surprised who I wanted to come on the show. I wanted Martin Lawrence to come on the show. He had a show on uh, Fox at the time, and I actually got on the phone with him. There was one other really fine actor, oh gosh, whose name escapes me now, who I wanted to play the Vicellus uh, Shannon part there, and we talked to uh, Lawrence Tate. Lawrence Tate. Lawrence Tate. Lawrence Tate. Do you remember that actor? Lawrence Tate. Those are the two that I know that came to mind. Um, I don't know if you had any, Larry, that you guys went after. That you know, I, I I wanted Sydney Penny. She did go do the show later on. Uh, uh, you know, just but we couldn't work it out. She was a soap star at the time. Uh, but you know, most people, uh, you know, came on that we wanted. I mean, no, I think we did, we did pretty good. Uh, we were always very happy with our guest stars. Oh, you know, oh. we wanted Wings Hauser. You know, that was a cool one. Um, yeah, obviously, got helped with that. Well, I got to say, Karen brought me a cup of coffee because she knows I'm an addict, addicted to caffeine. <laughs> Look what cup she put it in. But first, <laughs> nine oh two one oh. The butt's gone there. But, yeah. Awesome. Hey, Kelly, any hey. questions? Yes, I do have a quick question, and it's never come up, so I kind of think it's not true. But I had read an article, an interview with Ben Affleck. This was going way back, and he said when he came to Hollywood, he had auditioned for a role on nine oh two one oh and did not get it. And I, the time frame he was speaking, I thought it might be. Dean Cain's Rick role. And I'm just wondering, do you remember Ben Affleck? 
auditioning for a part back in the early 90s? Well, you know, truthfully, I, I, and I think I mentioned this before, um, you know, uh, that was not, I didn't feel a strong uh, starting out um, that, that casting was my strong suit, even though I was lucky to, in the, right off the bat, cast James Eckhouse and Luke Perry. So I was very wary of casting. So I, we, we, the instruction to our casting director, um, Diane Young, was you pre-read a lot of people and you just bring us three or four. I, I, we had so much, we just didn't have that much time to do these long, massive right. casting sessions. So Ben could have conceivably read for her. Mm. That made the cut. Yeah, and so that we would never have, have met him. Uh, Jennifer, how about you? Any questions for these two? Yeah, Chuck, you had shared that uh, Luke had wanted more scenes with the blonde. Um, so I want to know, <laughs> what was his reaction when he found out that Kelly would be moving on to Brandon, his BFF? Great question. You know, Luke was all for the show. Luke was all for the storylines. And uh, if if it, if it was made for good storytelling, he he was all for it. I don't think there. the only thing yeah. it's interesting. One of you were, were uh, I think it was this past. Excuse me if I confused the uh, about the one about uh, when we went up to the uh, rebel without a cause or rebel with a cause. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Rebel. Boy, with he cause did not want to do any yes. of that. He was he was really not happy because he had this thing because people said, God, you look like James Dean and he didn't want that at all. So to even put him up there and make those set saying, hey, this is where they filmed Rebel Without a Cause, uh, didn't go over so well as I remember. Hmm. <laughs> Luke was a wonderful young man. He was a wonderful old man, but you know, like all people, you get, Certain things go and you, you mature over time. And, and I think he, he probably got over that because yeah. as he aged, he looked less and less like yeah. James Dean, right? Yeah. So it was okay. Yeah. All right. We have to we have to travel and move on to our next panel. Uh, where it's are we? Flight. It's a long flight. We're going to the hemisphere. <laughs> southern hemisphere. Come visit yes, us. We're not that far away. Thank you for coming to Canada. Thank, thank you so much. Thank you. Everyone, we're just waiting on Peter and Thatsy. I took uh, advantage of that that globe. I knew, I knew something was going on. I had to. Uh, <laughs> my, uh, I substituted Karen in. You guys know. I caught that. I caught that. Yeah. Clever, clever. Right. All, All right. right. Here we go. And now we just need our friend Peter Goldworthy. 
That's who everybody wants to see. Hello, everybody. Yes, I see Larry. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I was in the lounge at the uh, 747. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you got, Larry was in the lounge. You could, uh, Ellis, you got a Richland Wall showcase. I love that. Tina and Lilian, my friend, and Sati from Belo Horizonte. I wonder if you want to play cards. Wow, look at this. <laughs> what are those? Oh, he's got the cards. Yes. Oh, those, oh, those, those are, are uh, from 1993. Oh, wow. All right, a lot's going on here. Let's start with Brazil. Um, talk to me about uh, watching uh, 90210 in Brazil. Well, actually, I was four <laughs> when the show first started, like 1990. I was four years old. Wow. So that, yeah. <laughs> so I only watched the show in 2002 for the first time. So, yeah, it ended in 2000, and I first watched the show in 2002. And I kind of knew what, what the show was about and, and everything. There was a fuzz going on about Beverly Hills 90210 and rich kids and everything. So I kind of grew up knowing what the show was about. And I was like, okay, so now I have a chance to watch the show. So let's watch the show because I have heard so much about the show. Let's see it. And then I, I started watching it. I wasn't really in a good moment in my life and it was really nice because the show really helped me a lot and it, it was it was nice it was a, a a nice time and i fell in love with, i i say it's like love at the first episode you know since the first episode i just fell in love with it nice. and i found a lot of cool stuff you know, between my life and the show, I found a lot of, of things I could relate to. So it was yeah. really nice. Uh, what happened to Peter? You know what? I just emailed and messaged him. I'm not sure where he is. You may have panicked. <laughs> Here he is. Here he is. Here he is. There's our Australian representative. Uh, Peter, we were working Peter Goldsworthy. Yes. Hi, Peter. Good morning, guys. Good morning, and for, for you, Peter, it's really early in the morning, especially Yuka. It's like five, five, six o'clock in the morning, seven o'clock in the morning there. Peter's got about eight, I think. Uh, so good to see everybody. I want to know from Peter Goldsworthy about watching 90210 in Australia. How did you, how did you find the show? Uh, just going back to 1990, when the promos and the hype of the show started to come on, um, just looked like something I had to watch. Um, I just met, met my now wife, um, and it was the first time we actually sat down and watched together religiously. It was um, sort of something that built with us as our relationship grew. Well, Pete, you maybe not know this, that our original associate producer was named Olivia Hannish. She did the first two seasons, and Olivia is an Aussie. She's back in Australia. And I've actually reached out to her to come on the show with us. So, you know, it might be easier for you to get in touch with her. Uh, but, uh, you know, but, but Australia has been represented by this show from the beginning. And I believe that it aired in Australia in the same way that it was with Canada. Right from, right from the start, we were on in Australia. I don't think you were a year later. Maybe you were, but I think right yep. from the start. Yeah, and, and, and also, I was going to actually have the guy who played Bloody Rue 
uh, the band, the Australian, the one Australian actor who you hated his accent. I was trying to oh, find. I just saw this episode this afternoon. <laughs> you have to find I, it. I know we felt you felt bad that Australia was kind of slighted in that episode, but uh, it was it was good for the for the character, Bloody Rue. He's very rude to Claire, from what I remember. Exactly. In that episode. Yes. Uh, okay, let's. How about how about um, Yuka? Why don't you talk to us about finding Bever the show Beverly Hills 90210? How did you how did you first hear of it? Um, in Japan, it started in 1992 on satellite channel, but I didn't know the show at the time. For four years later, when I was zapping channel on Sunday midnight, I watched a rerun of season one in 1996 for the first time on terrestrial channel on Ground Radio Wave channel, uh, which is educational programs. Maybe mm. that was the, the season final. Hmm. Yeah. It's interesting that they treated it as an educational <laughs> program. What do you think yeah. about that? <laughs> really, many kinds of social issues was the features in the episode, right? Uh, like a drug, they yeah. say harassment or something, blah, blah, blah. That's why the show was opportunity for me to develop a um, more global viewpoint. Viewpoint. Yeah. That's cool. That's great. Charles, did you know it was on that channel in, in Japan? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was introduced to it in school. So again, they treated it like educational programming. Mm -hmm. BYOB, they made us watch that episode. That's how I first found 90210. Whoa. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> the whole Brandon, uh, you know, car incident, whatever. Okay, what about Maro? Hi. How Hi. are you? Hi. How are you? Well, um, I started, I think I was eight when the show uh, appeared and aired. Um, here, at first, it was once a week. And then all the summers, it was a daily show from Monday to Friday. Um, and it was great because it, it, was, it was like an open window because there was no internet. So we can know new places and, and new ways of life. Nice. That's what, um, you know, Laura, yes. that's what uh, Brian Austin Green always says, that, the, that the, the secret for our success was that there was no internet. This show could not have worked yes. if you had other ways to get your introduction to what life in, uh, in an affluent part of the United States like Beverly Hills was. Um, yes. We felt very strongly Actually, about yeah. that, that we came along in the right time. Hey, Moro, uh, you know, yes. you're, you had told me uh, uh, privately that you wound up trying to learn English. You want to tell that story yes, about? That's, that's correct. Because here is the dubbing is in Spanish for all Latin America. So, for example, it's the same voice in Barry Hills 90210. I can watch, uh, for example, Brandon, the same voice in Law and Order. So it was quite strange. What is Valerie Malone doing in New York? I mean, it was quite strange. So then um, with the SAP, the, that option that you can hear the real voices, okay, um, really motivate me to, to learn English. Actually, yes. That was That's one of the yeah, reasons. Yeah, heard that. For example, I always remember... Yes. Um, like I say, like traveling. For example, the episode, what was the name? Rather Law, season four, episode 12, when Brandon goes to San Francisco and, and, and met Emily. Do you remember that view with the, with the great music 
okay, I still have it in my mind. And for example, um, acting out, I love, I love acting out, Brenda walking uh, at the beach. Tennessee Williams, yeah, yeah. If you, if you remember with the original music, that was awesome. Yeah. That was awesome for me because I was learning English and, and knowing new places. Mm. And we have our Russian friend here, right? Hi. Hello. Hi, hello. Um, this is my friend, Lily Kim, who I, I met in St. Petersburg in 2007. And I had to tell the story before you're going to speak. Everyone told me, I'm going to, she's a writer. If we were doing a television series. They told me she is the most difficult woman in the world. So we brought you in to talk to her. She's, she's fired everybody else. I had no idea. She was a 90210 fan. I was, I was made in the chain. I, I was, I was in with her from the beginning. I'll tell you a story, Lydia. Okay. So now, Hello, guys. I'm really happy to be here Hi. today with you. And uh, thank you for Charles and uh, uh, Larry for shaping the dreams of the whole post-Soviet generation. <laughs> because uh, I was 12 when Beverly Hills the uh, first time aired in Russia. Uh, it was one of the three... It was a federal network, and that was 1992. The Soviet Union just collapsed, and it was like any apocalyptic movie, any any post-apocalyptic movie you ever see, except it wasn't a movie. So it was a really grim time, like no job, no future, like everybody confused, nobody know how we're going to live. And I was live at the military base because my father was a naval officer and then this military base was deeply behind the arctic circle so it basically was like alaska uh just post post apocalyptic alaska <laughs> <laughs> oh so this was really grim and suddenly that was this show was like a portal to another dimension uh, at first, that was reality, which we never, ever saw and never couldn't imagine that something like that could exist on Earth. Because that was uh, like, uh, I, I don't know if anybody remember the Cold War times, the Soviet Union were absolutely separate place. Uh, there were uh, curtains which hide the rest of the world from Soviet people. So we couldn't know that they actually do not have many things. And suddenly that this was a window that was wide open and show us, uh, wow. So today, uh, a lot of fans from all over the globe told that how much they were carried away and how much they were impressed with this Beverly Hills lifestyle of the rich kids. Believe me, the post-Soviet teens were the most oppressed ones. <laughs> so that was just a shock that it could exist somewhere else. And that was actually very interesting because I was a huge fan of the show. And uh, when I became a writer and uh, Sony told me that Larry Mullen, who, who was one of the creators of Beverly Hills, gonna come to Moscow and be my mentor, I was just... Uh, like several weeks after, I tried to awake my husband and uh, ask him if I'm not hallucinating. Like, my <laughs> my, my ex-husband is psychiatrist, so that was extremely funny <laughs> because because I always try to awake him and say, please tell me that I didn't lost my mind, that it's all not hallucination, that it's really happening. 
And then when Larry came to St. Petersburg first, I think, uh, uh, I think I really creeped him out because I look at him all the time like, <laughs> <laughs> and I think I really try to touch him all the time. <laughs> That was before all this no touching stuff. <laughs> so, I think I all the time would try to have him check if he's real. Right. Uh, yeah, so, and uh, because of that, probably he lived pretty quickly. Like he told, okay, I'm gonna walk with you from Santa Monica. <laughs> <laughs> but after several years, like I think after probably five years, I came to Santa Monica and says, Larry, hello, I'm your neighbor now. Like I'm gonna yeah. live here. <laughs> you, follow your dream. You, you should know that I, I remember it now. I, I, in my memory, it is it is not after the fall of the Soviet Union, but but prior. So it's still maybe ninety one. Getting getting summoned, you know. Um, Christine Pettit walks in my office, Larry, and says, uh, "Mr. Spelling needs to see you now." Oh Christ. So I got to walk down the hallway, know what, what's going to be. And what he's got is a letter from probably one of your friends. This one was from Moscow talking about what it meant to see an American television show like ours there and, 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 uh, and how much it gave them hope for the future, et cetera, et cetera. And he was so proud of that. So mm. proud of the fact that the show was distributed in in, in the Soviet Union before, as I say, before, uh, uh, you know, when, when it looked like that there would never be someone like Putin again. But, of course, you know, that's good. That, All right. Let's go around and see if we can find out who everybody's uh, uh, favorite characters are and what their favorite episodes are. Yuka? Um, my favorite episode, um, uh, Christmas, Christmas episode and Thanksgiving episode. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Oh. Who's your favorite character? Uh, my favorite character is Brenda and Valerie. Val. Mm, Valerie. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Hey, we met, we met you. Chuck, yeah. Chuck and I met Yuka when she was here. She was on the Brandon, uh, the yes, Brian Austin really. Green tour also. She was on yeah. the tour. It was great to meet her with Louise and stuff. Yeah, that's good to see. <laughs> uh, how about Mara? What is your favorite episode and your favorite character? Oh, she's here. Because oh. she's really good at oh. it, it, it was like the social media by the 1993. So uh, she's really good at uh, drama and comedy. And I oh. love Tori. Yeah, love Tori her. is great. Everybody loves Tori. Yes, that's she's, it. That is the truth. Everybody does love Tori. Yes. Sadie, how about you? Well, has always been Dylan McKay, and well, Luke is an amazing actor, right? And I think my favorite episode is the the child is the father to the man. So good. Yeah. Don't he did like a, I don't know. A, he was so real and so intense and so passionate there. I could feel his pain, you know. I was like crying, I crying with him. And and well, he's he's great, right? Luke was great. Uh I saw I saw a girl talking about him earlier that she felt his loss and I did the same when he died I was like devastated and I was like my god how can I feel this about 
someone I I've never met Luke, you know, I, I didn't know Luke, Luke, Harry, but I felt so sad. So it took me a while to, you know, realize that he, he's gone. And uh, that show, every time I watch that episode, like the child, the father to the man, every time I watch it, I, I just think of him, I cry and I say, he is, he was, Wonderful. He was wonderful. That mm. that episode is like my favorite. So true. Uh, how about you, uh, Lily, Lily, Lilia? Do you have a favorite episode and character? Oh, oh I have favorite seasons. <laughs> like my favorite seasons is five, six, and seven. And mm. uh, the most beloved episode is the finale, the grand finale. Um, graduation day part one part two because it was seem impossible to so clearly wrap up the show like that uh to give it satisfying finale uh, as we know from the games of thrones it's uh, quite a challenge and uh, i think the beverly hills finale is a masterpiece as uh, to give a satisfaction about every character and uh, leave you uh, with the good memories, because uh, usually when show like that ends, you feel sore. You feel sore that it's end, and you feel abandoned. And uh, that was like uh, you had a great farewell with your friend. That's uh, you have a final hug, and you have only good memories, uh, and you feel like you're gonna be together forever, even if time to leave so it was really really beautiful yeah. thank you very nice stuff hey where's peter now we lost peter again we lost peter gold i think he's having some technical right. difficulties oh gosh Those he doesn't want to be in the hot seat at least but, he got to talk though so that's good but did anyone want to ask a question we should uh, do that's what i was going to say yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Well, well i i have I, a I, question go ahead sadie yeah well uh, i was watching i was watching season season three no season five and I remember I saw the episode where Luke, uh, where, well, not Luke, where Dylan had those dreams, the, the dreams of Dylan McKay, right? Yes. And he was like showing Erica always crying for help. Like, Dylan, help me, Dylan, help me, Dylan, help me. And then we saw that Dylan got a note from Erica and that she was in trouble, right? Would that be like a... a Premonition, a warning, or something? Was that the, the idea for? Because for me, it was like, okay, I'm so sure, that's. Yeah, I, I would say to, Charles, you have she's an trying to warn him that she's in danger, you know? So, Charles, and then. Well, first of all, yeah. we are going to uh, do a deep dive into that episode in March. I know yeah. we're going to. March is going to be March Dylan. is Dylan month, and so yeah. that will be one we would do. Larry's got one lined up, and I think Pete's got lined one up, and then we'll 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 put a fourth through. So that's his month. So I'll do a deep dive about it in in, in at that point. But yes, if you're yeah. if you look at the episode as a battle for his soul, and part of it is saying check out now you're done you're done and the other is saying there's a reason to live well, one of the reasons to live is to save her yeah um there's yeah. a lot more to talk about in that episode believe me the hardest episode i ever had to do in post-production uh not even not one even close to than that one so love to talk to you about it and thank you for uh, asking yeah that's a good one, good one. i want to also tell the schedule 
that's coming up to, to what's going on. Today is Planet 90210. Next week, we're talking about Misery Loves Company, which I, is my favorite 90210 episode. Nobody asked. Um, and then uh, Valentine's Day, we're going to do a whole bunch of episodes. And then we, we, we are aware of the, a big event happening with uh, the 9021 OMG podcast on the 17th. So we just simply moved our Kelly and Dylan episode to uh, fe- Tuesday, February 16th. That's what's happening uh, in our Beverly Hills 90210 world for the next few weeks. Uh, okay, how about uh, Yuka? Do you have any questions for Charles or Larry? Uh, I would nothing. like yes, to ask. <laughs> uh, Mar- <laughs> Marl's got a question? Yes. Yes, because Aaron Spelling uh, used to have um, a TV channel in Latin America. It was called Tele Uno. So all the productions were there. I mean, it was in, in Spanish and also in Portuguese. Tati, I don't know if you if you watched that channel by yes, that. Yes, yes, so, yes. Yes, it was really important. Yes. I would like to ask Charles and Larry uh, that it, maybe if you know that that channel exists or maybe if Aaron Spelling talk about it because it was really important here hmm. in, in the region. Yeah, you wouldn't have been in on those conversations, Larry. Those was more, you know, those all business conversations. Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't know. I know Sony had a channel there, Sony Pictures, uh, but I wasn't no, aware that. What they tried to do was they, what they, Beverly Hills nine hundred two one zero resurrected the spelling company, and all of a sudden yes. you had demand all over the world for well, which discover air and spelling. So there was this decision that uh, the executives, uh, development executives made at the time is let's put together uh, new television shows produced by Aaron and we'll put it together in one channel and we'll sell it around the world. And uh, it was a one year, I don't even know if it made the whole year, Larry, Mm. because the, the, the shows themselves, you know, it's not easy making these TV shows. And the way that Mr. made a lot of shows is, you know, let's do it quick. Let's get it done in this. And eventually, you know, what we saw with television and we we tried to stay with it is the bar got raised. The quality of the shows that you we were not only that you were seeing, but what you were making in your in the various countries in this were just better than the kind of down and dirty stuff that they were putting on that channel. It wasn't it wasn't things that were on network television. It was a syndicated channel there. It was the syndicated Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, let's remake the Love Boat. Let's redo this. Let's do so it was a lot of that and it just didn't work. You know, I didn't get the chance to say this to when the other country were here, but I want to do it uh, belatedly if they're listening. You know, we, we got all this praise from all of these places, and we're getting this praise from Israel. Well, the best ideas for television series today come out of the country of Israel, and the best executed television shows for the last 25 years, if not longer, have been in the UK. Yeah, so UK, my hat's yeah, yeah. on to the Euro- our, yeah. our international partners who just make great television, including you. Uh, yeah. Even though you're in the United okay. States now, you, you know, uh, you know, Argentina. I, I worked on an Argentina show, Los Simuladores in Argentina. If you ever saw that show, I did a lot of work on that show. And in Brazil, oh, I worked okay. on a couple of shows there too. Uh, the Naked Palace. I don't know how it translated, but uh, it was a series. Yeah. Yes. All right. Well, this has been really wonderful, guys. I have no idea how it's. Does anyone else Brazil, have any Wait a second. We got Peter coming back. Peter okay. coming Australia, back. Australia, he's a battler. He's a battler. The Australian's a battler. <laughs> he's Is trying. Peter. Peter, it's been a tough morning for you. We promise. Come on. You'll get a special slot and we'll just do a conversation with you on oh, our video no, chat. 
All right. Listen, listen. All right, Larry, we'll have him back because he gets a separate spot. Yeah, he can make it. All right, he's, on, he's on the right time thing. This has been Silver great. Everyone's faces, uh, you know, and uh, I should say that Tati is from BH, which she always thought was Beverly Hills, but she's from Belo Horizonte. <laughs> the BH well, is where she it is, right? It formed her. It's always Beverly Hills, but well, you should go into yeah. That's exactly. Hey, yeah. I'm gonna play Come our visit I'm gonna COVID. Come to LA and see us. I'm gonna oh, play. Yeah, I've been there actually. I've been to to Beverly Hills actually. Like oh. a long, yeah, like seven years ago, eight years ago. And, and we want to travel to all these countries. Yeah. I'm going to play our globe, and the four of us will wrap up, okay? Is that cool with you guys, Charles and, and Larry? So uh, we're going to say goodbye and go back to Beverly Hills. Thanks. All right, guys, this Planet 90210 show was a, was absolutely a blast. It is so awesome to see all these people from all these different countries. Uh, Charles, i got to ask you, you were with us from the beginning of 90210, really. What is it like hearing all these people all these years later still talking about this show and some of the things that you and Karen wrote and Larry, yourself, you know, what, what, how are you feeling about all this? Validated and vindicated, you know, uh, it's just nothing, you know, this, this is, and, and you know, most of you follow this, you know, I've been going to write something about it. I've been writing something about it. I've got to jump back into the mayor of Venice, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to do it and have it out this sometime this year. Um, it was a period of time. I didn't want to know anything about this television show. I did it. It didn't, it didn't, it, 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 unlike when we expect you think it would help one's career. It really didn't. And I was like, I'm done with this. And so to find out starting in 2012 with some of the fans that, hey, we're watching this every day. And then to come to this all around the world. Wow. Um, I, I'm, I, um, I can't even, even the best I can, I can't see the glass half empty. I'm mm. tired, but I can't anymore because of all our fans. Thank I you. go in your face, CAA. In your face. <laughs> I see, um, in your <laughs> face, William Morris. Yeah. All the people who wouldn't hire us for the for the show. Listen, guys, you made an impact. It's around the world. It's it's one it's one thing I think you know doing the show with you guys and we talk about hey you made an impact in my life and that's so small and in, in whatever but like you hear it globally by people all over and it's just so impressive. Well, and it was so uh, it was so intense and 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 required so much effort and and when Larry. I know I wouldn't have got through the fifth year unless he was willing to come over on Sunday afternoons and work with me watching football with the with the sound off and getting this done because it wasn't a nine to five job. It was it was just so much work. And so to 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 know that there was that it had meaning to people and, and much more than just the paycheck uh, was I, I, it's hard for me even to describe it. It enriched their lives. I mean, you know, obviously people, you know, it just gave them this, like they keep saying, a portal, a window to see this other world to kind of, you know, the the glamour of Beverly Hills. Not that you necessarily want that, but it could pull you out of where you were and give you some goals and some aspirations. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. guys. Really so good. We are doing an After Dark Zoom for all those Patreons, and we are going to invite all those people that you just saw to come join us for a little bit. It won't be a very long one today. Peter, yeah. join the Zoom. Yeah. When are we picking that up, Pete? It's two. It's two ten now. When are we going back on? Like five go, minutes, maybe. Yeah, five minutes. 
All right, Larry, Larry and I will meet for a cocktail and then we'll come back. Exactly. <laughs> Love you all. All right. See you all. Bye, all right. Bye, Bye, everybody. Great episode. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. <laughs>